Hi, I'm Morgan Poliquin, President and CEO of Almadex Minerals. We're a prospecting royalty exploration company listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange venture. Morgan, hello. Nice. Thank you for the introduction. Nice to meet you. Um, <clears throat> Almadex Minerals, market capitalization of uh, $23 million Canadian. You've got $18 million in cash. Um, I'm sometimes, when I look through your presentation, I, I, the, the question I've got is, oh, what is this company? It's a strange animal. Um, uh, are you a project generator? I mean, perhaps you could kind of um, describe to me in your own words what you feel Almadex Minerals is. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, I think that's the that's the key question. Uh, and, and really, we're the result of um, Al Almaden, the predecessor company, was founded in uh, Antiquan Public in 1986. So we're really the result of 40-odd years of exploration. And that's precisely what I would call ourselves as a prospect generator. We uh, generate the exploration projects in the portfolio, and uh, some of them uh, date back to those early days. Uh, we have generated royalties uh, through the exploration process in the sense that we may have sold those pro projects or joint ventured them and have retained royalty uh, um, uh, ownership of, of those uh, of those assets. So there's royalties. Um, exploration projects that are ongoing, and of course, uh, our, um, I, I'm the principal prospector in the company, uh, as well as the president and CEO, and so we're continuing to generate them, and we like to generate our projects from first principles, uh, regional exploration programs, uh, and hopefully staking of claims without underlying ownership. So so that process has gone on for quite some time, uh, and um, and so the large sort of diversity of, of uh, assets and projects uh, result from the same uh, uh, business activity, which is prospecting and generation of new new projects through that process. It's interesting you call yourself a prospector because uh, normally when people call themselves a prospect, it's, it's without the benefit of a technical education or without a geological degree, but you've got, you've got a geological degree, don't you? In fact, you've got Several. Well, uh, I, I'm second generation in this business. My my father's a geological engineer. He's our founder and current chairman. And uh, um, and and I uh, I consider myself a prospector first because uh, you know really um, obviously the technical uh, skills. I have a I'm a geological engineer of a master's studying epithermal deposits in New Zealand, the University of Auckland, and a PhD in in geology from. Uh, Exeter Camborne School of Mines, and uh, but but really, um, I, I consider um, I, I don't want to sound too woo, -woo but I, I really think there's uh, uh, you know um, the technical aspects, the scientific aspects, but ultimately there's a bit of an art form to uh, uh, dreaming up new ideas and uh, and and projects from first principles. So uh, and and ultimately, it's boots on the ground uh, um, to to test them out. So. I think of it as as prospecting overall. You view the approach to um, mineral exploration as slightly different to the or kind of prospecting to the traditional kind of role of the exploration geologist, perhaps. You know, it, it, it's a crossover in that. Uh, I would say so. I mean, uh, a lot of exploration. I would I would argue that the vast majority of exploration today is project uh, or what we might call brownfields. Uh, and there's a there's tremendous. Um, uh, potential to exercise the, uh, uh, the 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 woo woo there too, you know, of uh, of thinking out of the box uh, when things have been explored for many years. But on the other hand, uh, our our advanced computing capacity now allows for old data sets to be completely um, retooled, um, analyzed, and uh, in fact, uh, AI and uh, 
and um, uh, machine learning is is viewed as uh, as the critical element now in 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 reviewing old data sets in brownfield settings. But uh, I've focused my exploration on greenfields exploration, brand new conceptual exploration, and uh, you know I I, I feel that. Uh, Having uh, all the tools at your disposal with respect to um, methodologies, uh, you know, we use um, age determinations, actually trying to find the age of the rocks that uh, you're seeking to explore, um, you know, as part of our exploration process and have done in the past successfully. So so having all those tools at your disposal, but ultimately it's uh, it's a different kind of exploration, I would argue, Greenfield's uh, first principles exploration. And, and for me, it's the most exciting kind because you're really um, uh, trying to do something new um, and um, uh, creative uh, out of uh, where there's nothing. Um, so um, that that's the harder path to go, and it takes many years um, to develop ideas and to bring them even up to the stage where you can drill them. But sometimes it happens very quickly. In fact, if you have a good idea, um, and uh, you're more likely to find uh, an area that's not competitive. Uh, so if you have a good idea that people haven't been contemplating, for example, and we did that in Mexico, we had a, uh, identified an entirely new belt of intrusive rocks, uh, magmatic hydrothermal systems associated with them, um, and volcanic settings that weren't really identified in terms of how they pieced together. And so following that belt, we were able to find alteration zones that were unstaked, that had never been staked and never been drilled. And so the concept paid off really quickly in terms of defining new areas to drill and explore. And indeed, our first hole on, on our one of our legacy projects that Almadex has a royalty on at the Extaca deposit, the first hole hit, uh, I forget uh, exactly the number, but I think it was 170 meters of three grams or something of that nature. So sometimes those conceptual exploration programs can evolve very rapidly. Um, but but I, I don't want to belabor the point, but it's very different, I would say, than Brownfield's exploration. It's really interesting because I've been I've been actually doing a little talk or preparing some work on mineral systems. And the, the, the mineral systems approach to geology is that if you've got, if you can find out where the structure is and you've got the right fluid and you've got the right metal content, um, you can source metal in one place, transport it in a fluid. And if you've got the right trapping mechanism, the right precipitation place, not just that you expect to find a mineral deposit there, but there has to be a mineral deposit there. Just the laws of science dictate that there has to be an accumulation of minerals in that particular point. Um, so really what you've just been describing to me is conceptual mineral system analysis. You're saying, look, if you've got the right edge rocks and we've got the right structure and we've got the right fluids, then there has to be a deposit over here and you drill tested it and boom, you hit it. Um, also going back to your point about explorers, uh, you know, most exploration at the moment is brownfields. And I think that is because the availability of capital. So investors want to have the lowest risk route to a discovery as possible because everybody knows that mineral exploration is a, a low probability chance of success business. You know, you get the reward once you're onto a discovery, but it's very difficult to find that first discovery. And therefore, capital is typically only available where you've got a rich data set. And I think what you've just described to me is the fact that you've got access to capital. You know, you've been doing this for 40 years. So you've got your $18 million at the moment in your treasury, which gives you the latitude or the freedom to 
test conceptual ideas. Is, is, is that fair? I think that is fair. Uh, you know, when we have partners approach us looking for properties, they'll often say, um, you know, these aren't advanced enough and they will have maybe less uh, capital assets than we have. And it's interesting to hear that because, um, you know, I think in the past, junior exploration companies that didn't have a property were, were quite willing to take on early stage projects from a, 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 call it a prospect generator like us, but now they need advanced assets. And I, I think that does speak to the capital markets that are informing those companies. You have to have something with a resource. You have to have something that's immediately actionable. Uh, I don't want to hear about an expiration story. So uh, I, I really agree with you that capital markets are, are driving that. Uh, what we've tried to do is not only reduce, uh, uh, you know, I, I would say that the early stage expiration prospecting, uh, coming up with a concept, maybe going out in a helicopter to check it out or on a donkey or what have you, um, it, you know, that's really inexpensive. Um, you know, and, and generally speaking, staking projects are much the same. So it's really the drilling stage that, um, um, really choose the capital. It, it really is. And, and I would argue the risk capital, um, matrix is, you know, you know, where it comes together in, in, in the worst possible places is first stage drilling, uh, conceptual early stage drilling. And so we've tried to reduce that as well by having our own drills and uh, enabling, uh, you know, I can tell you this is years ago, but our, we drilled 160 kilometers at our Extaca deposit. And I'm just going uh, by memory, but uh, I think we averaged about $40 a meter uh, drilling cost. Um, so that, 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 that's, that's the kind of what we're trying to do in our, in our matrix. But I, but I do believe that, um, <clears throat> the, you know, the, the, there is another element here of risk that's, um, really change the social uh uh regulatory risk is is exploded and so um often companies will um try to focus on a developed asset where there's a better understanding of how those um ultimately permitting risks can be reduced so i think um that that hinders early stage exploration because those risks are often unknown um and cannot be quantified i mean you know, you might uh, find a new project and stake a claim on the side of a, a, a mountain and have no idea um, where where those regulatory risks could go, but they may be better established with a more advanced brownfields uh, location. Does that mean that you end up working in a place that you're more comfortable with? Does that mean that you work where your drill rigs already are? I mean, where are your drill rigs? Yeah, we've always said right uh, from the get-go uh, before we started these kinds of programs is that we're going to focus on North America, meaning Canada, um, Mexico, and uh, the United States, but more specifically the Western um, Cordillera, uh, in those three countries. And we're in Vancouver. Uh, the bulk of our drill rigs are in Mexico, but uh, we have one in the United States. And, you know, the way we've seen things is um, the geology is very similar, time zones, uh, you know, and so on. Um, we we speak the language in, in, in Mexico. Uh, they're part of NAFTA. So ultimately, uh, there's some regulatory consistency there, although not really, uh, uh, you know, on the on the, on the small scale uh, of permitting or early stage uh, things and whatnot. But but nevertheless, uh, geologically, uh, on the other side of it, these things are, uh, there are tremendous opportunities. Uh, and I think even in, in places that are mature like Nevada uh, in the United States, there's there's opportunities to uh, re-examine uh, magmatic uh, events, to, to um, 
to find new things uh, through uh, conceptual exploration. And certainly uh, for me, Mexico over the last 20 odd years has been a, uh, a tabula rasa of geologic opportunities with uh, that we've demonstrated um, you know, new belts of magmatic hydrothermal systems and, and related uh, uh, volcanic edifices that really haven't been studied. Um, so so it, 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 to me, we have everything we need as an early stage explorer in the west side of North America. So what are your primary properties at the moment? What are your primary targets? Um, how are you going to make the next discovery? Um, what, what, what excites you at the moment? Yeah, uh, you know, I think uh, obviously there's, there's a, a refocus on, on uh, uh, kind of uh, what we call high-tech industrial metals uh, and, um, you know, searching out... Um, uh, lithium projects is is something you know we can turn our brains to and and certainly uh, think about. But really, our our bread and butter um, the last twenty odd years has been magmatic hydrothermal systems. And by that, I mean you know when when a layperson asks me what I do, I say I'm a volcano hunter and um, you know uh, an extinct volcano hunter. But you know in magmatic hydrothermal systems, that is the uh, the hydrothermal fluids that evolve from. Uh, uh, a deep-seated porphyry um, a system. You got everything from copper, molybdenum at depth, uh, through to gold, silver, epithermal deposits, related scarn and um, and replacement uh, uh, base metal deposits uh, all around that that environment. And uh, um, so it's a very rich environment. And understanding, um, you know. Uh, just back to you were talking about how mineral deposits form, and I believe it's it's reasonable to say that mineral deposits geologically are the most uh, studied pin pinpoint in 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 geologic time. You've got people go and study a mineral deposit in great detail beyond what you would study study any other geologic uh, geographic location, and so uh, there's a lot known uh, about mineral deposits. And uh, understanding their distribution in time and space uh, allows the prospector to go look undercover, as we say, um, or or indeed uh, look for brand new ones that may even crop out. And um, you know, we're, we think that that magmatic hydrothermal environment includes copper and and metals that are essential for the you know for the changing economy. And um, so that really excites me because I've got a couple of belts that I feel are um, have great potential. We've staked claims along them, uh, and have uh, so we'll continue doing that uh, both in the United States and unfortunately in Mexico right now. For the last five years, uh, new concessions are uh, there's been a sort of a ban on on new concessions. So so that's uh, hindered, uh, as you might imagine, our investment in Mexico. That's hindered our abilities to acquire new properties. It's not possible in Mexico the last uh, um, four odd years. So. Uh, we're hopeful that that will change in the future and our intellectual capital in Mexico will continue to be able to utilize. But uh, we do that sort of work outside of uh, Mexico as well. Is there an argument for a company like yours to be private, to use your in-house talents, your exploration skill set, your heritage of knowing how to manage cash flow, the, drill, the, the royalty portfolio, monetizing assets, and then rather than having a public vehicle from which... Um, you know, you shoot off, or you come, you 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 carve off um, elements. Why not? Uh, is, is there an argument for being private and then actually bringing the most mature asset as a public vehicle and retaining a stake in that? I, I think you make an interesting point, and um, my friends, um, my peers, and 
and friends in the industry I've will tell you I've often said that to them years ago is that uh, if um, if you can finance such a such an endeavor um, then that would be um, that would probably be the most interesting um, uh, lifestyle for an individual to be a, to be a prospector but of course um, what I can tell you is you know a lot of our work involves um, uh, machines like a TerraSpec and a TerraSpec is uh, enables you to measure uh, um, in the with using infrared absorbance uh, the the mineralogy and that can really uh, change the way you explore um, or evaluate a, pro a prospect I should say and that 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 machine I think is seventy thousand US um, to to buy and, uh, and that's just one one so obviously um, there's a capital constraint is what I'm trying to say so if you're able to finance early stage exploration we like to use the drill as a prospecting tool. We like to use uh, induced polarization geophysics as a prospecting tool. We have in-house magnetic. Um, uh, so all of those things cost money. Um, and I think uh, uh, we found that the, our abilities as a public company to finance uh, that those activities are obviously enhance the exploration. But uh, you, you bring up an interesting point. <laughs> I mean, uh, because it, it's, life is easier if you're private. You know, it's it's uh, going public is a is a difficult enterprise. You've got two sides of the business to deal with. You've got the internal uh, technical side of things, and you've got the external capital market side of things. And um, when I mean, because essentially what you're doing is you're, you're you're turning over projects. You're using your drill rigs. You're you're maintaining royalty value, but you haven't at present got a lead project for the market to get their head over uh, to get their head around. I mean. Um, you know, if I ask you what's your lead project, um, I don't know what your answer would be. What, what, what is your lead project? Yeah, I don't know what my answer would be either. Uh, immediately, the most advanced project is we've just produced a forty-three one hundred one compliant resource on uh, on a zinc silver project in in the Yukon, which we own a hundred percent interest of. Uh, um, so, and it's a very robust uh, looking resource. Um, uh, in that case. Um, you know, it uh, could rapidly move into more of a development uh, uh, proposition. It could move from resource to PEA in theory uh, quickly, and uh, and so that would be our most advanced and and potentially our lead project. But uh, um, you know, I think uh, I'm very happy to say that uh, the kind of um, that kind of endeavor of advancing that uh, through potential economic studies and and um, you know, it's really not what we're going to focus on here. Uh, we would prefer, in that instance, to to find a partner uh, that wants to take a project, perhaps into production of uh, that that style, uh, a zinc uh, focused uh, producer or developer. I think would be our preference there. Um, uh, well, so I, 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 I can say that it's not your lead. It's not your lead project in your presentation. You know, you're the the first. You know, if you flick through your presentation, uh, Logan's kind of project number three that comes out or no four it's it's you know first of all is is i think it's davis and then it's um merit then it's san pedro yeah interesting uh well that's that's the the two san pedro and the paradise davis project in nevada those are two things that we drilled last year um kind of first pass from our perspective drill programs uh testing concepts and both of them had very interesting drill results that didn't capture the market's imagination uh, necessarily, um, and so um, that that's why they're first is because we 
we plan at the moment uh, to do more work there, uh, of course, this year. At any point, we could, um, you know, again, uh, we're quite happy to form partnerships. I'm just looking at uh, Paradise Davis here. We hit um, uh, uh, July 15th, we reported 13.7 meters of 2.3 grams there. And at our San Pedro project, um, we hit uh, December 6th about four and a half meters in our own in-house drilling of over 600 grams silver in something that's a little confusing, quite frankly, on, on trying to figure out its distribution. and its. Uh, uh, but, you know, we've got some good results from our early early drill programs and, and those will, you know, hopefully we'll be able to flush those out and re- uh, remove some some confusion or, uh, uh, or, or create a better understanding of both of them. Uh, so that we can maybe find some more advanced partners, and uh, so we've got a number of projects that uh, none of which, uh, you know, are are sort of past the threshold of um, discovery of something substantive that uh, that that is moving into resource or that sort of thing. So, so we've got a kind of a panorama of exploration projects, all of which we we think are worthy to drill and advance, uh, but also we're doing that uh, prospecting. Uh, so um, yeah, it's 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 uh, until and I think that's people's difficulty with understanding us is 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 because most juniors are focused as we've discussed on an advanced asset. Um, you know, people ask, well, what is that advanced asset? And I say, well, I'm <laughs> I, I'm exploring to find. So let's let's go f- to to your shareholder register. So what's the shareholder makeup? Yeah, it's it's diversified quite a bit. Uh, there's been two. Uh, they're not. So recent spinouts um, in in uh, just so that you understand it, you know the consolidated company Almaden, um, and uh, in 2015 Almadex was spun out from Almaden, and the the reason behind that is that Almaden uh, discovered uh, we we discovered this extaca I mentioned it deposit in Mexico this gold silver deposit and it was clearly moving towards advanced studies and permitting at that time. So we felt that diluting the exploration projects was not the right thing. So Almadex spun out from that. And that ownership at that time, which is, I think, largely stayed consistent with Almadex, is is really people that have supported, funded prospect generation and, and like that aspect of, uh, uh, you know, we've had a lot of support from newsletter writers that advocate prospector prospect generation. Uh, we have a large uh, Mexican shareholder who likes Mexican projects, who is uh, you know involved in all three projects. Almadex then went on almost immediately to make a, a really interesting copper gold porphyry discovery in Mexico in 2016, and by 2018, uh, Newcrest uh, uh, Mining was interested enough in that project to want to get involved, and uh, they did so in an equity manner in a third company that's dedicated to. So essentially, we had a spin-out from the spin-out, and that's called Azucar Minerals, and uh, Newcrest is involved in that. And I would say that that the ownership of that company is kind of very project-focused, uh, people who like advancing a copper-gold porphyry. So Almadex, despite these three companies in our portfolio that have evolved through this organic process, I think Almadex is the one that has the, the, the shareholders that are uh, largely, you know, I guess the term would be retail, but we don't have large uh, funds. Um, it's it's widely dispersed amongst people that have largely supported us. Uh, you know, for in some cases, we know shareholders that have been shareholders for decades um, and, and have uh, hopefully done well over the years uh, as we've 
made discoveries in 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 those moments. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, those those long relationships are, are are key, aren't they? So, what's the plan for this year? What's what what's what's on the cards for the first half of the year? Yeah, we've got a few things on our plate uh, here, uh, as we've spoken about. Uh, uh, you know, I'd like to advance uh, the Logan project to the point uh, of um, you know uh, being able to 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 get it moved along and we have uh, luckily in 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 our projects uh, no major obligations um that are uh uh guiding or forcing our exploration hand uh but we have um logan to advance and i i hope uh, uh i would like to see it in a partnership that's dedicated to that project uh but uh we've got some things we'll 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 do there to uh help that but really our exploration focus is going to be on uh moving Beyond uh, these early stage interesting results at Davis and Paradise, and and more thoroughly testing them with our own drill rigs. Uh, in the absence of finding partners for those two projects, uh, that's what we'll be doing. Uh, we'll also be pushing forward our regional exploration programs, and um, you know I anticipate acquiring a number of new projects this year, uh, based on a whole bunch of uh, work that we've been doing behind the scenes. Um, and uh, there are other projects in the portfolio that uh, aren't in the presentation that we uh, anticipate advancing. I, I would say we have a legacy portfolio, and in the absence of finding partners for projects, what we'd like to do is test them. We have two projects in the Spence's Bridge Belt, uh, Merritt and Nickerman, and of course West Haven, our neighbor in the Spence's Bridge Belt. We're, we're the original kind of mover and shaker. Uh, Almadex, uh, the first projects uh, staked and identified in that belt were we're on our uh, uh, old exploration program, so um, so the, we, um, West West Haven. That's the shovel nose property. Uh, that's right. Yeah, they've they've uh, defined a very nice resource there, uh, yeah. and um, there. Are, uh, so we have projects that are quite exciting. I would say, from an exploration point of view, in that belt, that one of which has never been drill tested, uh, uh, Nickerman. So uh, you know, we we anticipate um, advancing those as well. That they're they're in the presentation. Um, as you mentioned, uh, and then there's other projects that uh, don't make the presentation, the legacy projects that we'd like to to drill. Uh, so we we have a portfolio that we've been carrying, and uh, uh, I think we have the um, uh, you know the financial capacity and drilling capacity to do early stage testing and on a number of projects uh, to kind of move through the legacy assets. Every project requires attention and uh, mental time, if nothing else. And so uh, doing this early stage uh, drilling, I think, will be informative and help move through it. And, and ultimately, if it's not there, you want to get rid of it uh, and move on to, to other things. Uh, so, um, so we'll be doing a little bit of that as well as some new, um, uh, hopefully some new projects, uh, or early stage exploration. Have you got a, um, a monetary figure in terms of the, the the budget you'd like to spend on exploration, either either in the for the six months or for the full year? You know, I I, I don't have an exact figure to give you now. We often think in in meters and and that sort of thing, having your own drill. But um, uh, on the on the Davis Paradise and the San Pedro project, we're just defining our drill programs right right now. We had one underway in December in in Nevada, but we were sort of snowed out, as it were. And and uh, we hope uh, very shortly to be able to uh, provide an overview of what precisely we're going to do this year. Uh, we're already in February, uh, mid-February, but we'll 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 do that shortly um, uh, to help the market uh, and our shareholders understand what what exactly the plans are. But those are basically it. We'll be doing 
targeted uh, prospect uh, uh, conceptual type uh, drilling on both those two projects in in uh, Mexico and the United States. Uh, uh, they won't be expansive, large drill programs to begin with, uh, because we're not at, um, you know, uh, systematic drilling of a of a of a defined target. We have multiple targets to test. Yeah, and presumably it's very, it's very uh, reactive. You you put a few holes here. You have a you know a thousand meters planned for this bit, or five hundred meters here, and a bit over there, and then you see how you go. You see what the rocks you intersect are. See what the results are. So. Um, I mean, typically, do you kind of drill to two or three thousand meters in a in a campaign to 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 justify moving the rig there and uh, uh, getting everybody motivated? I mean, that's always better. Uh, but we're also happy. Like I'm, I, the Extaca discovery was a one hole program, um, and and we got very lucky that the first hole hit. But it was a conceptual target where we had a whole bunch of things: uh, a structure, uh, good ge- soil ge- geochemistry. Some some float and uh, a large steam heated alteration zone under which we we hoped we might find uh, a and not exposed uh, a blind epithermal vein and indeed we we got very fortunate obviously and hit on one hole but we're happy what I'm trying to say is we're happy to do um, drill drill a concept um, and and I think owning your own drills allows you to do that so you know uh, ideally you have four or five targets that you want to drill test and logistically it's easier to do that but we're happy just to drill a hole and uh, um, uh, you know uh, as I say the earlier the earlier you um, you kind of test your co- concepts um, I think that speaks to the sort of um, question you had uh, um, ab- about exploration in, in general is that there's a reluctance to to drill early stage projects for the capital reasons you mentioned um, in 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 general out there. Uh, that's why people like advanced projects. But also, <laughs> you could kill your your project that you've spent a bunch of time and money uh, uh, optioning from somebody else. Uh, yeah. So there's a reluctance to kill your project, uh, whereas we don't mind killing our projects because uh, spending time on a project. Uh, Spending too much time on a project where you shouldn't is a waste of time and money. Yes, but equally, you don't want to drill too early until you've actually understood why you're drilling where you are and is that the best place. And you know, there's plenty of pre good. There's lots of good work that you can do at a low cost to make sure that when you do drill, it's the best informed choice that you're making. I, I agree uh, absolutely. You need to um, ensure that um, uh, geologically, w- with what's exposed, uh, you know, there's plenty of places uh, I've been to where there's a discovery. Uh, or, or not being made, and, and there's an outcrop right there uh, that nobody's actually looked at. So it's remarkable. Uh, and that, that seems to be the opportunity, I would say, in exploration today, is that I'm all for using tools, uh, AI, machine learning, uh, but it's only as good as the, the data that you, you, you put into it. And if um, you know somebody hasn't been uh, boots, you can't be boots on the ground. Maybe that's too metaphysical, but I, I really think that um uh really it comes down to to that sense of prospecting and, and going and looking yeah good geology good geology the mark one eyeball um uh well attached to a brain you've got to it's not just enough to observe you've got to be able to interpret as well um <clears throat> and and walk that boot leather is um so that it's the holy trinity trinity of brain boot and eyeball um observation skills good geological knowledge and ability to willingness to get out and explore the, the 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 last outcrop that most other people don't want to get to um 
coming to drill rigs, they are an asset because you can drill your own holes cheaply, but they're also an asset because you can um, put them to work for other people. Do you ever do that? Do you ever contract out your rigs to third parties? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, the reason we were able to do the exploration we did last year and wind up, um, uh, our last financials reported our $18 million in the third quarter of 2022. I think it was 16.8 in the third quarter of 2021 and without a financing. And so um, so we essentially we were able to to achieve that um, through third party drilling. Um, so, for example, um, you know, obviously, when you're doing the type of drilling that we've been speaking about, uh, um, drilling, um, uh, you know, with fluidity on your own project, maybe drilling a few holes, thinking about what you've had uh, coming back later, it allows um, you to do third-party drilling in the interim. And in fact, you want to, because what I would say is we, you know, we've spoken of them as drill rigs, but really that's just the the physical plant. It's it's people. And we've, um, um, our drillers, uh, some of which we've been working with more than a decade and uh, and we've trained from scratch uh, how to drill and uh, and have moved on to be foremen and, and that sort of thing. So you want to keep um, people busy for their, um, you know, uh, for, 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 for their, you know, you want to, and you don't want to lose your team and so on and so forth. So third-party drilling is, it has its benefits in multiple ways, obviously, but it, it's helped us maintain our uh, exploration programs without uh, diluting ourselves and our cash position. What are the contracts looking like this year? A little, a little grimmer this year. Obviously, uh, uh, these are more difficult times, uh, and um, uh, you know, particularly in Mexico, where the bulk of our drills are. Th- there's a lot of perception and and real issues down there with respect to permitting, and uh, um, and then we've got the general markets uh, are are not um, as supportive perhaps as they were last year right now anyway in uh, in in funding we have a few things uh, uh cooking and brewing but um but as yet no no sort of large uh long-term contracts uh in place at the moment it's funny because the the capital markets feel as if they're much better than they were last year i guess that the 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 drill plans for 2022 were put in place in 2021 but even that was a pretty terrible year in the capital markets um, I, I get the impression, perhaps I'm wrong, but the conferences that I've seen so far this year and the general mood and the gold price and the copper price and the tin shortages. And um, if you look across the the suite of metals that you're talking about here, particularly the magmatic um, hydrothermal suite, they seem to be kind of better supported. And I would have expected to, that you were seeing a pickup in the exploration activities um, in the Western Cordillera of the of North America, you know, my uh, it's interesting. You, you, it's a bit of a touchstone. Uh, uh, our CFO and uh, and um, uh, has been obviously uh, that's part of uh, one of uh, his duties, and uh, is 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 working with these drill contracts. And and we have seen a little bit uh, in the short term here a decline of. Uh, um, in fact, we we have one. Uh, uh, client who uh, wanted to drill but is uh, held up uh, apparently on 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 uh, on a finance uh, on their financing. So so I I um uh, you know I hope that uh, that uh, we're, we're not uh, a canary in the coal mine and that things will will shift. But at the moment I I see a little bit of a, a reduction in people's interest uh, 
in in drilling uh, and spending money at the moment. Funny, I, it is true that the uh, a theme that I've seen, I have seen emerging is that the smaller companies are still struggling to get financed. Um, uh, so certainly, it's it's a case of the the haves and the have nots, and the the people who don't have money st- still struggling to raise money, and the people that do have money um, don't need it. So, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I think it'll be um, really helpful for you to, when you when you're ready with your plans, with your work plans, to come back to the market with a uh, kind of a a more granular action plan for the year this, to say this is where you're putting a thousand meters or one drill hole or five drill holes or whatever it is so that the market's um, got some uh, a, a better handle on on well as it, it, it's, a, it's a question of expectation management really isn't it um, and yet within that Yvonne always has to realize that um, exploration scale uh, prospect level exploration is a high risk business. It's you may get technical successes without commercial successes. Uh, absolutely, and and we uh, are reluctant um, to hype uh, these early stage projects. Uh, that's not our instinct. Uh, um, you know, until you make that discovery, and and uh, uh, I mean, I always liked our um, the Extaca project. Uh, you know, we had that for a, I think a decade. Is that right? Yes, a decade before we made the discovery there with various different partners uh, coming and going and that sort of a thing. So, um, yeah. So it, it would have been as an example uh, in in my history that project in in the presentation would have probably after the three partners had explored it. Um, let me think. Uh, one of which did some drilling. Um, you know, I think it would have been not even on the presentation. It would have been number 12 on the list or, uh, you know, um, in fact, I, I'm going to go back and look at our old presentations. I bet you in those years, it wasn't until we drilled that hole, it 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 didn't even make the presentation. So that's kind of the, you know, we it's, it's hard to, um, it, we need to communicate uh, what we plan to do, of course, and I think you make a very good point. But uh, I think, um, uh, you know, the, these are all early stage projects, many of which, uh, Obviously, we've selected them, and we like to think the odds, uh, 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 you know, are, are higher uh, that they've gone through a sieve than just the average odds. But that all being said, the, the odds are long uh, that any one well, of these. Maybe you could present it in a different way, rather than kind of naming prospects and or, or saying that. Maybe you could present it in terms of how you're allocating your capital. With this is going into drilling. We're drilling X meters, and we've allocated between. I don't know, one and three million dollars for drilling, or whatever the numbers are. Um, we're we're doing prospecting, trenching, sampling, geophysical work on ten prospects, and we're doing um, conceptual desk work studies on fifty projects. I mean, maybe that's a different way of just just kind of having that uh, the resource pyramid. I don't know if you've seen the Rangold Resources uh, and now Barrick presentations. They always talk about this kind of the resources pig pyramid with um, uh, advancing your 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 projects. To up the stages and you get fewer and fewer more advanced projects but you have this hopper or this this base of conceptual stage projects which may be a way of you to describe how your capital allocation is and your time allocation is and where you see the value growth steps yeah well that's uh that's a very good suggestion i think uh, i think um um uh, it's very hard to to really come up with a budget for an early stage project be- when we're exploring in the way we are using the drill rig to do some preliminary testing and see where it goes. Um, 
so yeah, I think um, I think people understanding how you're uh, uh, you make a you make an interesting suggestion to to have it more broadly and categorized like that. Um, uh, 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 if people find that useful, uh, that's something that um, that could be contemplated. Yeah. When did you join? I, I see you graduated from your first degree in 1994, which was an auspicious year for graduate geologists. Um, when did you join um, Almaden, as it was? Or well, I think the, formally, uh, formally right around that time. Uh, but, uh, you know, I grew up my, my father's uh, field assistant. So as soon as I could walk, I was uh, running around with him. Uh, so, so uh, uh, yeah, I, I basically my entire career has been uh has been doing doing this i haven't uh come come from barrack or or something like that so my entire career has been uh has been uh working uh uh in in this group of companies um uh predominantly since the late uh, the mid 90s really uh, in mexico uh, mexico changed its legislation in 1992 to allow uh 100% foreign ownership of mineral concessions and uh uh, apart from our, our work in Nevada and and British Columbia, uh, most of it's been dedicated to Mexico. And when did you take on the role of um, president or CEO? Uh, I think I, I I think that was around two thousand and nine uh, or so. Okay, um, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, that was, of course, when we were one. You know, it was all consolidated in one company. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't recall Good. the exact date, but uh, I was. Yeah, somewhere around in there, and my father became chairman. Yeah, and is he still active? Does he still um, like to come out to the fields and see the project? Uh, yes, he's still active. He's eighty-two, uh, but um, uh, yeah, very, uh, very engaged uh, and uh, and very valuable, I might say, because uh, um, you know we've uh, uh, through through those uh, spinouts, there's been uh, some uh, you know quite 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 some changes in the in the boards because the boards are. Um, focused on there, there, there's different focus to each each company, but uh, we've been really uh, fortunate uh, to be guided by a great deal of mining experience uh, uh, over the years, and uh, and really value uh, that. I mean, he's seen uh, whether it's uh, deals, uh, structure of deals, through to uh, um, early expiration programs, the uh, you know the uh, the pitfalls and. Uh, uh, you know the drilling operations. I mean, he's seen it, seen it all over, over uh, 60, 60 years. Well, and what a pleasure to work with your dad uh, f- for those for, for those um, decades. I mean, um, my dad's uh, eighty four, and uh, it would be would have been great if we were in the same industry. I would have really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I, I you know, a lot of people say, "How on earth can you work with your dad?" Uh, but I've, I've much like uh, the sentiment you're expressing. I've always. Uh, um, you know, I, I feel very fortunate and, uh, it's been a, it's been a great journey and, uh, you know, our, our objectives are to make a, a couple more discoveries, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, before, before we're done here. So we've, we've built an interesting entity out of, uh, you know, um, born of necessity, really. Uh, a lot of people talk about the structure of these kinds of deals, but one thing I'll say about my, my dad is he was one of the first people to um, uh, be a technical person in Vancouver anyway, to start a public company uh, focused on exploration. And he came public with a with a gold project in Nevada that uh, um, wound up going into production and was mined out by Homestake. And he struggled greatly. Um, and it was really through joint venture that he was able to actually close his IPO. And um, the joint venture uh, partner 
helped him fund his his IPO. And of course, those were challenging times in the early seventies. Um, but uh, that that was where our um, uh, you know more irons in the fire or better strategy evolved from. Uh, um, it's uh, um, there's plenty of ideas out there, and uh, if you can find somebody to support. Uh, any one of those ideas, you can focus more on new ideas, and uh, so uh, so really born of necessity. And uh, and a lot of our um, our drilling was much the same. Uh, for example, we had a joint venture partner in Mexico on one of our discover what wound up be discovery Cabal Blanco, and they couldn't find a drill rig uh, in Mexico. There was a dearth of drill rigs, so we thought, well, let's get a drill rig. So. Um, so it's kind of evolved uh, spontaneously over the years. I've I've been there. Um, we didn't have a drill rig for a project in Central Asia, and we bought a drill rig and started a drilling company. So yeah, I I know what happens with the, the with the, within the necessity mother being the <clears throat> um, necessity being the mother in, of invention. Um, does does your royalty portfolio have any producing assets? And if it doesn't, when is the first um, production asset likely to come into play on your royalty portfolio? Well, it's a uh, <laughs> it, number one, it doesn't have any, uh, 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 the, the one that was closest, uh, that is now in production, we sold, um, in 2021. Is that right? Yes. Uh, for 10 odd million us dollars. Uh, that was the, uh, the elk project. So we, we sold that. Um, and, um, uh, the, the next one that could be producing is a, is a painful question because, uh, that's, uh, uh, through the spin-out process, we retained royalties on on projects, uh, and we retained a royalty on the Extaca project, and uh, it's a wonderful gold-silver discovery I've been speaking to a little bit in in Mexico, and unfortunately, it's uh, kind of held up in uh, in 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 legal and uh, you know and permitting uh, challenges uh, in in Mexico right now. So, uh, but that's uh, got a, a feasibility study, and so that would be the most advanced. Um, um, and no timeline for for production there. <laughs> but but they th- this is the crucial thing is that you sold the royalty for ten million dollars, and this is a, another uh, a good way that one can monetize um, a legacy project or an asset which has got a long long lifetime. So you're, you've always got the op- option to monetize assets in the future through fund your company through the the sale of royalties that you generated. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And um, you know our position at the moment is that. Uh, once um, uh, once these things are better defined in terms of their uh, permitting and uh, um, they're advanced sufficiently, uh, then they'll have a lot more value than they, they do now. And that was the case with the Elk Project, really. Um, we had a royalty there for, um, for uh, well, since the spin-out for, uh, well, for many years, uh, we sold the project to Gold Mountain originally anyway, sorry to think out loud, but uh, we had it for a decade, I'm going to say, before we sold it. Uh, uh, and we sold it when it um, when a production decision was being made. Um, so I, I think I think the, there is a maturity issue there, but, but you're right, we consider them assets. And uh, of course, all royalties due to the discount rate to royalties relative to mining projects uh, have a value um, uh, regardless of the status of permitting and so on, it would appear in the marketplace. So so they represent assets that can enhance our capital position, sure. Well, Morgan, thank you very much for t- talking me through your company. Um, I look very much f- uh, to, I look forward to seeing the the work plan for the year with a little bit more um, granularity, as I think the Canadian phrase. Um, and 
good luck. I hope you have a good 2023 and I'm hopefully get you back on here soon and uh, to talk through what your plan is, um, even if it's not on a project by project basis, by but by um, activity, um, by activity. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, the questions and the time.